Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Brew your coffee, pick up your Bible, and join us in a moment for the Devo. Later this hour, bless your heart. When you stop to think about the depth of what bless means, how would you describe it? Bless your heart, Dawn. We'll find out more later. <laughs> yes, we will. What, what did, did you just say just, to me? Uh, yeah, I think he just insulted you. <laughs> well, in the South, it certainly can be used as a, it can be used as an affirmation and like a little bit of empathy, but oftentimes it means. You're an mm, idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm quoting Mark Lowry. Here? I'm quoting Mark Lowry. So uh, idiot is not usually a word I would say. I'm just going to say that right now because I know somebody just went, <gasps> Dawn, you can't say that, but Mark Lowry <laughs> makes a whole bit out of it, so I'm quoting, <laughs> quoting Mark Lowry. What does the real word bless mean? It's been obviously changed its meaning, but what's the real depth behind it, and where does it come from? I'm going to guess you've studied that, Briggsy. Well, I know, I know the word in Hebrew, but... Um, which kind of, is? It's Baruch or Bracha, so you could say Baruch Haba, which is welcome into my home, Bruchim Habaim, so it's like, you are welcome, is, is kind of, that's part of the connotation of... Baruch, um, but there's there's more to it than that. Oh, I'm um, sure. Usually but, Hebrew words have depth beyond yeah. what our English language will give a word. Uh, that all of a sudden, though, I just had this. <laughs> I had this uh, picture of a some kind of board you put in your room. I mean, your house that says "May all who enter here be blessed." That would kind of fall under that umbrella. It does, yeah. So I mean, when and then when you've got Genesis 12 where it says, "I will bless those who bless you." Those two words are very interesting in the context of the other two words, him who curse you, I will curse, because those two words in Hebrew are different for the curse. Mm-hmm. And when it's God using it, it's like, okay, well, we've we've watered down this word blessing. And I oh, think, for sure. uh, I guess, may yeah. give us some more insight in that well, later. We're looking forward to that. Now, we've learned a little something, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Already this morning we're out. Now, I do have one other uh, question for you, Briggsy. If... Uh, Blessing is to be, in a sense, welcome into my home, uh-huh. welcome into my space, and that's a part of the definition. The UK is uh, not blessing the world today. Why is that? Uh, there's now <laughs> the some... look on your face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is for you. U.S. citizens are soon going to have to apply for permission before their UK trips and pay a fee to enter as part of the country's upcoming economic travel authorization scheme. Well, we've had to do that for years coming into the U.S., so it's not new. Really? Yeah, so you have to apply for what's called an ESTA if you are not an American citizen coming on a tourist visa. And I think the cost for each application is $28 now. Uh-huh. And so you have to fill out a form. It's a pre-authorization to travel. So anybody who's not American has to fill that out, and that's, that's for a tourist visa. So you are aware of how many people come into this country from around the world. That's just uh, for the three-month thing. It's called an ESTA. And uh, if you don't have that documentation and you haven't got pre-approved, you'll be sent back on the plane. So um, we could say the same thing about America if you want. I was wondering if you're going to flip that on its head. But now here's my question. You said on a tourist visa and up to three months. So if you're just coming here to the U.S. for like... A week's a week, vacation. Yeah. You still have to do it. You still have to do it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Any. It doesn't matter where. Kind of three months is the max um, for that for that Esther, and you have to leave and, and come back if you wanted to come back again. But it's a three month window. So it's been something that's been in play for oh since I well the first since time I had born. to fill it out was the early probably since I was born. Yeah. But the early two thousands was when I first had to had to do it, and um, yeah, it's gradually gone up in price. Oh so, sure. Um, it doesn't surprise me that other countries are following suit. 
Well, yeah. now um, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm don't know what to do because we are trying to travel internationally uh, come this summer or well, late spring, early summer, and I, I don't know. What if you just touch down? So if, in- you, if you're transiting, I don't think you have to. Okay. So if you don't leave the airport because it's deemed an international, that's my. I may be wrong on that. Somebody can call or text to let us know if I've got that wrong. But my understanding is if if it's in transit. It's to do with your end destination, and as yep. long as you don't leave the airport, there's no issue. Excellent. Okay, so we'll, uh, but we're learning a lot about international travel, and and this is not a done deal yet, but it's still in the works. But all those things are big questions. They are big questions. You know, one of the other things that uh, you may be questioning is the seasons of life, because life does have different seasons, things that we go through, and. You know, Ecclesiastes talks a lot about seasons, and that's where you're going to kind of take us as we begin this morning with a devotional. Mm, Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, and I do love Ecclesiastes because sometimes when I just get all worked up about things, this is a good reminder to just take a breath and continue to look at what God has already given us in His Word. And this is what verse 1 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. The beauty, oh, the beauty in the way God designed the four seasons is that that though each one is distinct, they all work together. They bring life, they bring growth, spring, of course, a period of freshness and new life. Summer, that's where we see growth and productivity. Autumn, autumn is a time for harvesting the rewards of past labors. And then winter. That's the season of dormancy and closure. Each season, it does have its own unique beauty and makes a significant contribution to life. And we may prefer one season or over the other, and I think that's true in life as well. But God has purpose. That's the bottom line. And just as God has planned the seasons in nature, He's planned seasons in your life and my life as well. Life has its springtime. When we begin new things, when we look excitedly toward the future and then summer comes and we're still working, working diligently, it could be the heat of the day. And all that God has assigned to us, he's still with us. Autumn, autumn comes in as a season. And then we see things come to fruition. The things we had begun in earlier times in our lives, but it takes time. Winter, Winter comes, brings an end to a particular period in our lives. Those are transitional times, and they're usually quite challenging. And sometimes winter brings on hardship. But we remain hopeful because there's another spring just around the corner. In God's perfect design for our lives, He he has planned for times of fruitfulness and activity, and He's going to build in times of quiet and rest there are going to be times when he asks us to remain faithful doing the same work day after day, but there will also be periods of excitement and new beginnings. By God's grace, we're going to enjoy those seasons, the seasons of harvesting the fruit of our faithfulness. By God's grace, we're going to continue to overcome the cold winters, the heartache, the grief, because without winter, there truly would be no spring. Just as it is with the seasons of nature, these seasons in our lives work together to bring about God's perfect will for each one 
of us, trusting him in every season. Ecclesiastes 3.1. Putting this on our Facebook page, if you want to grab a copy of it right there or text the word Devo, D-E-V-O, here's the 800 number. We'll send you the link that way to 800-555-7898. It's Don and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Devo is keyword. Rise and shine. It's Dawn and Steve time. What a blessing that is. Text or call us on 800-555-7898 to join the conversation. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit earlier about the the word bless and contextually what it really means. And in the South, we Down use South that a lot. Down South, it means something a little bit different Mark Lowry has always uh-huh. said when, when somebody says, bless your heart, he That's not usually a translate. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary, thank you for your text this morning. You said, hey, for the record, every time through the years I've said bless your heart, I never mean it derogatorily. At, at context is key. We yeah. know that. Absolutely. And I think it, in part it's usually used in a way where you're kind of saying both. Like, oh, man, that could be a little funny, but I'm really sorry, too. So it's kind of like uh, I don't care, too. Which you're still learning over yeah, there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. still messed up. <laughs> well, to looking a little bit more at what the Lord has when it comes to blessing is Terry Smith. Terry's joining us because of a book that you have released called The Lord Bless You. And scripture talks many, many places about the blessings of the Lord. Terry, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Nice and early for you. Mm-hmm. Got your coffee. You ready to roll? I've got my coffee and I'm ready to roll. And you guys being so chipper this early in the morning is a is an amazing feat to me. <laughs> That's with we the aid of a lot too, of coffee sir. too. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, yes. And the blessings of the Lord are truly good. And we don't say that flippantly at all because we lean so so much into what the God, uh, what God would have for our conversations. And we're thankful that you're able to join us and talk about the Lord bless you. Tell us about your heart. Where did God have you as you sat down to pen this book? Well, I was just stunned studying Genesis, actually, over a period of time as to how God's relationship with humanity begins with God blessing them. Genesis chapter 128, the very first thing that happens between people and God, it says God blessed them. And then he immediately purposed them. He immediately told them what he made them to do. So there's a connection between the two. But many scholars on Genesis say that the entire theme of Genesis is blessing. How God, what God wanted in the beginning was to bless people, how people rejected what God wanted, and how Everything then became about God bringing the blessing back, which ultimately happened through what Jesus did. So, Terry, you know, you you think of the blessing being passed from generation to generation. And, you know, as one of the patriarchs was going to die, they, you know, pass the blessing to to the next. So when, when we talk about the blessing in Genesis, what are we talking about? What is blessing? I like to say that to be blessed is to be in harmonious relationship with God who wants to do good in you, to you, and through you. And so first of all, the blessing was vertical. It was God blessing people. And you see that all the way through Genesis. And in fact, you see this many, many times through scripture. The the idea of blessing is mentioned in over 500 scriptures 
in the Bible. It's a huge theme. Some think the entire theme of Scripture is God bringing the blessing back to humanity through Jesus Christ so humanity can join him in his work in the world. So um, it begins vertically. God blessed them. He, I think that had to do with the words that he spoke over them, the love he conveyed for them, his promise to be involved in their lives, to give them everything they needed to fulfill their purpose. And then blessing was also horizontal. It, it, it passed from person to person as well. Mm, Terry, as I think about, because I've just I'm, I'm just come through Genesis myself, reading and into the new year, and I see the blessing of God so many times. And as Steve, you were talking about just passing that blessing on. But oftentimes when we think about the word blessing, we think, okay, God, here's here's what I define as your blessing. How does God define his blessing? Well, when, when I talk when I talk about how that blessing is what the good that God wants to do in you, to you, and through you, blessing is the is the good God is doing in our lives. So sometimes He's doing good in us in ways that it may not feel like is good to us, but more important to him than anything else is our being developed in the image of Jesus, becoming more like Christ. It's about our character being developed. And some sometimes God will do good in us in a way that really allows us to receive God doing good to us when he wants to do good to us so he also can do good through us. Hmm. Good stuff, and we're going to uh, pause the conversation right there, but we're going to continue with Terry Smith coming up in just a few moments. He has written a book, The Lord Bless You. We want to connect you with that, so you'll find links on our Facebook page. On Facebook, Don and Steve in the Morning. This is Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, just two away from 70 subscribers, there's some great content on there. Today's release is an interview with someone who was a hot mess Becoming God's Best. Okay. I'm intrigued by that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we did that interview, and I am blanking, so we're going to have to go find out who that was. You weren't here. I wasn't here? No. Nope. That's why I don't remember who that was. That is correct. That explains that. You're off the hook. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not uh, on YouTube uh, and subscribe to the channel, I encourage you to go check that out. It's uh, simply at Don and Steve, and uh, about, uh, I don't know few weeks from now, we're probably going to have this interview right mm -hmm. there on the YouTube channel as well as we're I'll talking with Terry Smith. Yeah, there's the book that you see on camera right there. He is the uh, lead pastor of the Life Christian Church in the New York City area. He's been there for 31 years, written a number of books, and this morning talking about his book, The Lord Bless You. And uh, Terry, when we think about blessing, or bless, at least that word, maybe one of the first times we heard that word actually had to do with when somebody sneezes you, <laughs> when somebody sneezes and you hear, oh, bless you. Is there a correlation there between biblical blessing and that little phrase? I mean, how did those get tied together if they even are? Well, kind of. I tie them together in the book. So in this part of the world, when, some, when someone says bless you, it's only positive as opposed to places in the South where it can mean any number of things. But if you sneeze in the New York City metropolitan area, everyone around you says, bless you. And I, I became curious, why, why do people say bless you? And I discovered that all the way back in 600 AD, there, the bubonic plague was spreading rampantly through Europe. And uh, people were getting sick and dying in huge numbers. 
And Pope Gregory decided that he wanted everyone to say a prayer when they heard someone sneeze because sneezing was an early sign that someone might have the plague. And so he issued an edict and declared that if someone sneezed, you had to say, the Lord bless you. If you were in earshot of a sneeze, you actually said a prayer for the person who sneezed, bless you. And I got to thinking about how that really uh, speaks in ways large and small to God's heart towards us. And I got to thinking about how that God blessed humanity in the beginning before they sneezed, before they got sick, before the plague, before the fall, because he knew that he already had a plan that he was going to execute to bring the blessing back. So God blessed us knowing we were going to fall sick and knowing that the world was going to be plagued because his heart towards humanity and the world he made is to bless us. Mm -hmm. And as you went through learning about why we say bless you, you went through learning scripture and what God means by blessing. What did this do for Terry Smith? What did you come away with? You know, it is an amazing thing to wake up every morning, even this early, and to know that if if God woke up in the morning, which he doesn't because he never goes to sleep, but if he woke up in the morning, he wakes up every day to bless people. This is, It's fundamental to who God is. It comes out of his nature as a good God to want to bless us. And this is really the story of history. Everything in history, everything in scripture responds to the fall, to the plague, and God wanting to bring people back into the blessing he planned in the beginning. And this is how history ends up. The, the very first chapter of Genesis, God blessed them. The last chapter of Revelation, there's no more curse because God is going to end up in the end with what he wanted in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. As we uh, continue the conversation mm-hmm. with Terry Smith, maybe you want to join 800-555-7898. The number to call or text, that's 800-555-7898. Now, when we live under the blessing of God, hopefully that impacts the way in which we do live. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a few moments. Don and Steve in the morning here on Moody Radio. You want to connect with Terry Smith in this book, The Lord Bless You? Hit up our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the morning. Whatever you choose for breakfast, make sure it includes Dawn and Steve in the morning. It's great to have you with us. It's so great to have you with us. You're always welcome to the conversation. Text call 800 800- Five 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 seventy eight ninety eight. Our Facebook page also easy to find. It's Don and Steve in the morning. That's how you can connect with Pastor Terry Smith, serving there in the New York City area. Goodness, that that in of itself. You'll that, you'll have to come back for that conversation another day. But the Lord bless you. A twenty eight day journey to experience God's extravagant blessings is what we're talking about this morning. The blessings of God truly are extravagant. But Terry, there are times that it's just dark. It is hard. And we know scripture tells us to give thanks. But how do we reconcile all this together, Pastor? Well, First of all, as you just referenced, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We, we are called to give thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. 
there are things that are happening in our lives and our world that we ought not be thankful for. Yet we are to be thankful in all circumstances. It's interesting, uh, Paul wrote to the Philippians and told them that when they asked for things, Philippians 4, they should ask with thanksgiving. And when he wrote that, he was in prison. And he makes it very clear that he wasn't happy that he for prison, but he was happy while he was in prison. And I, and I think that the reality is that many of us are asking for more blessings without being thankful for the blessings we already have, which is really important. And then I think that we go through seasons where it's hard to see the blessings in our lives, to be grateful. We go through seasons, I write a chapter in the Lord Bless You called Temporary Darkness. We go through seasons that seem so dark, so difficult to find hope, so difficult to practice gratitude, but we have to realize that those are always temporary. It's a good reminder that they are temporary, and as you said, we give thanks in all things, not because of all things. But as we experience blessing, I know you say that should lead to the discovery of our true purpose. Love for you to talk just a moment about the connection between those two things. So Genesis chapter 128, it's really huge. Again, it's the very first thing that happens between God and people. We're told God blessed them. And then he immediately, in the same breath, purposes them. He tells them what he made them for what he made them to do. They were to multiply the God image throughout the entire planet. They were to spread what they had eaten to the entire unruly world. And they were to partner with God in governing this planet. And that fundamentally speaks to what the purpose of every human being is. We are to be partnering with God in doing his work in this world. And blessing is inextricably connected to purpose. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, if, if you don't ha- have an awareness of what your purpose is, and if you're not living that out, then it's difficult to live in the full blessing of God. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I, all, of us, all of us can discover our purpose and live it out. And how do we do that? I, I talk in The Lord Bless You about a concept called area of destiny, which is one of many ways we could get at this. First of all, in one sense, we were all made to do the same thing. We were made to worship God, and we were made to partner with God in doing his work in the world. But within that, we all have specific assignments. And I get at that by talking about area of destiny, which is, if you had a Venn diagram, the intersection between mission, passion, and gifting. All of us can go on a journey to discover what God made us specifically to do and find the blessing in that. That is Terry Smith. He's uh, written the book called The Lord Bless You. And as we've been talking about that this morning, maybe you're like, yeah, I want to go deeper in this. Well, we want to connect you with him and with this book. So you can start at our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. You're going to find the link right there. Terry is the lead pastor of the Life Christian Church in the New York City area. He's been there for 31 years, written a lot of books. But this one, again, it's called The Lord Bless You. The link at the Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning.